0: the Warning Podcast. This is review number 225 with our review of The Great Gatsby. I'm Christopher Schnazy.
1: I am Carson Patrick.
0: And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases, television shows, and web series from the past week and beyond. Uh, each week the show is going to be divided into a couple different episodes. Uh, first, you're going to get a review. As I mentioned, this week we are doing this review for The Great Gatsby. Uh, sometimes you'll get some more reviews this week. This is all we're doing. Uh, you will get a trailer talk segment where we discuss some of the trailers that have hit the internet recently. And then also a What We've Been Watching segment where we discuss all the things we've been watching outside of the podcast. How are you holding up today, Carson?
1: Uh, pretty well, but I uh, feel like we have to talk quickly since uh, you'll be melting soon
0: <laughs> uh, yes i will definitely be stuff stuff on my desk is ringing um what is uh, that it was uh my job it's, out, that, it's uh... that
1: critter <laughs>
0: no dude, don't talk about the critter
1: uh they dude the, the heat's gonna bring him out dude
0: i hope the heat kills it and then it's just gone or
1: yeah expels it i don't know
0: i will say i've been getting a little like for like three days my you, know, you ever get your ear where like it, it it's Um, It just, you get the pressure build up in your ear and, like, you feel like it needs to pop, but no matter how much you try to yawn or chew gum or look at the sun or whatever people say, here's that, it never goes away. (laughs) Look at
1: the sun? (laughs) I don't know. Who the hell said that?
0: (laughs) Maybe that sneezes. You're
1: like my mom, (laughs) you bastard.
0: No, no, I think it sneezes that people say, like, look at the sun in the corner of your eye. I don't know. Anyways.
1: I, oh, okay. (laughs) I was I would, don't look at the sun full on. That's. No, no,
0: you're not supposed to look directly at (laughs) it. No,
1: that's. (laughs) That's idiotic.
0: <laughs> it doesn't cure the pressure in your ear; it just makes it so you really don't care anymore. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I had this thing where like my ear had this pressure build up, and it was like it felt like it needed to pop, almost like I had swimmer's ear, but I hadn't been in a pool, and it was like for like three days straight. I was like, "Damn it, that critter is probably inside my." A head. bug crawled out of your ear, <laughs> burrowing. Um, but it's, it's It appears to be gone now. I don't know if the bug just died or if it's not there. Who knows? You
1: know what? That that that's not as gross as uh, my girlfriend ate a potato the other day. Um, uh-huh. She bu- she buys potato like you know potatoes and then like microwaves it and then makes her own like baked potato type deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she ate like the last potato that she had, and like she was like halfway through biting into it, and then like a spider crawled out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of like. The inside of the potato. Like, how does a of sp- the of spider... the inside
1: of the potato after it had been microwaved and everything?
0: That's that's like extra frightening because
1: that yeah, it's pretty the, gross. The
0: spider survived the microwaving.
1: It's like in the scene in Arachnophobia, <laughs> Jeff Daniels like goes up into that house and he leans down in front of that lady from the Drew Carey show, and a spider like pops out of her nose, Ugh. and he's like, ah. Cause she ate the spider in the popcorn bowl. Ugh,
0: crazy. Yeah, Go, going back to arachnophobia, you know when the guy, like the 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 spider expert guy, plucks the little like line, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this vibration will like bring oh, the spider you mean John out. Goodman? Yeah, yeah, is that is that who does it? I, I,
1: I oh, well, John Goodman was the exterminator. He's the exterminator.
0: Didn't they have like a scientist guy who was? Oh like...
1: right, like the uh, the was he the villain kind of like the blonde dude or whatever?
0: I don't, I don't even remember what he looked like, but I just remember him plucking the, like, I have this compulsion now when I see spider webs and I can't see the spider to pluck the string, and I always, like, Oh, yeah. I yeah, and it. it, like,
1: comes out from the, th- oh, yeah. yeah. It's good oh. times. Yeah, that was, like, the the blonde dude who was in, like, a bunch of, like, arty farty movies, and yeah. then he was showed up in arachnophobia. I don't remember. Oh, okay. I was just thinking of John Goodman, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, he, 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 yeah. That was that wasn't who it happened to it. I'm pretty sure. I don't think.
1: Yeah, no, no. Once you said the scene where he like yeah, plucks yeah. the web, yeah, yeah, first, yeah, that was the other guy.
0: All right. Well, we are here to discuss the Great Gatsby. As Carson said, uh, I'm gonna be melting any moment now because today is like one of the hottest days we've had in God knows how long, and uh, the studio is literally frying up. So let's jump into this episode. We're gonna turn up the heat in a different way with our discussion of. The Great Gatsby, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, let's take a look at the trailer for this film and then let everybody know what we thought.
1: I will tell you God's truth. God's truth about myself. I am the son of some very wealthy people. Sadly, they're all dead now. I live in all the capitals of Europe, collecting jewels, hunting big game, painting a little bit and came the war world sport every allied government gave me a decoration major jay gatsby for valor, valor extraordinary. extraordinary that's right could it all be true gatsby
0: he had an extraordinary sense of hope but i had the uneasy feeling that he was guarding secrets
1: Milk I did this for you Gatsby I'd like to know who he is and what he does Gatsby what Gatsby my boss Mr. Caraway. this is my good friend Mr. Maya Wolfshop.
0: I understand you're looking for a business connection happens to be confidential you understand
1: You again? I think about you day and night. It's only right. I'm certainly glad to see you as well. So, so happy together. I wish we could just run away.
0: I've just heard the most shocking thing.
1: You and me! It all makes sense. Me! You,
0: you can't repeat the past. Can't repeat the past. All right, so here we have Boz Lerman's The Great Gatsby. Uh, We have this little guy named uh, Nick Carraway. He moves in this little house next to this guy who throws all these big extravagant parties. One day he gets invited to it, meets this guy, Mr. Gatsby, and uh, suddenly gets thrown into this life of all this rich extravagant partying and crazy stuff. But he thinks there's some weird little secrets that might be hidden. You know, Gatsby asks him to do something, blah, 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 a bunch of stuff happens. This is a book that I've never read, but a lot of people have read it. And I'm sure most of the people going to see this film have read this book and uh, were probably, I'm assuming, lovers of the book. And that's why they went to this theater. Uh, but yeah, Carson, you said you read this, right?
1: I have read this, yes. Okay.
0: And I think I remember you saying that you weren't the biggest fan of the book.
1: No, no. I, I love the book, I oh, think do it's you? really great. Uh, yeah, it was the one book that I read. Uh, junior year of high school in my English class the one book I actually read and didn't result uh a resort to spark notes because uh it actually was like oh it's like clearly I, I get it like it's not written in like an allegory or yeah. like in weird like old English or something what
0: was the book that was made into a movie that you were saying it's basically just a bunch of people with white or it's a bunch of rich white people problems
1: uh, <laughs> Wait, what book? I don't know.
0: There's some book that I, that I thought I remember you talking about on the podcast at some point in time that was – um, or maybe you said some people didn't like The Great Gatsby and said that. I don't know. I thought I remember oh, yeah. you. I
1: mean, it. yeah, it has that kind of vibe going on. Um, The only thing that I know – I don't know if I was talking about it, but maybe I did. I don't remember, but I, I know a lot of people – I know probably some people would – think that this is like oh, a rich white guy has problems or whatever but
0: yeah I, I, I feel like
1: in this sense I could have sworn
0: know. you had said that but you might have said it in the context of some people didn't like it because however you liked it
1: maybe yeah or I could have been talking about it's complicated or something I don't know
0: maybe I don't know anyways <laughs> go on what what did you think of this film Carson
1: Um, well uh, I'll be interested to, to see what you think about this since you're like the rare person who didn't read this in school. <laughs> uh, Cause I mean, I don't know. It's weird because like I, um, th- this movie is very faithful to the book. I, I, so I'd be interested to see someone who has no idea about the story, w- like what they would think of this movie. Uh, I mean, this adaptation is leaps and bounds above, uh, the, the version that came out in the seventies with, uh, Robert Redford as, uh, Jay Gatsby. And, uh, Mia Farrow was in it. And like that one dude who was on law and order, um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, like that, that version we watched after we read the book in class and it was really boring and it didn't really follow the book very well from what I remembered. Um, this, this version, I, you know what? I liked it. I, I enjoyed myself watching it. Uh, I enjoyed watching it. I, I, uh, it's not my favorite Baz Luhrmann movie. I, I still think Romeo and Juliet is his best film, in my opinion. Um, but this was like a, a really fun movie to watch uh, for me, just to see like the story done pretty well. I'm not saying that the movie is perfect. I, I think that it has its flaws, uh, but overall, I was I was entertained. Like I didn't think the movie was too long. Like I, I felt like that it needed to be that length to fit in all the uh, all the main points in the book and, and it does get in uh, everything you know all the big pieces that happen I mean the book yeah. is fairly short um, but uh, there's still a lot going on especially in the end uh, the, I think my one one of my complaints although it's pretty minor is that it does kind of feel like a almost like a Spark notes version of the book in some places because they, they kind of have to rush through a couple things, Yeah, to get everything in there. But uh, most of it is there, and it, it works. And uh, I'd say the biggest uh, problem I had with it was how they set it up, uh, kind of Life of Pi style. Now, I know a lot of movies do that, this. That's have, actually have what have I was
0: going to ask you that, is whether in the book, the story you're hearing is the story being written by the character who's, yeah, I, well, I was curious if, if it was handled the same way.
1: Yes. And no, like the, uh, the book is clearly from Nick Carraway's perspective and Nick Carraway is kind of like, a you know, he's like a, a, a vessel for F Scott Fitzgerald. Like he's basically playing the author. Um, but the book is told through his point of view and, uh, Obviously, from the trailer, I knew that there was going to be a lot of voiceover throughout because I just felt like, you know, they could have done it without it. But I, you know, judging from the trailer, I was like, yeah, well, I guess they went that route. It was probably the best or the easiest way to get it, get all the points across. But I didn't think they were going to like do the whole like he's retelling the story to a guy and that whole ordeal like wasn't in the book like he was never in some like mental hospital or whatever uh talking to the doctor and the doctor telling him to, like write out his thoughts and everything yeah like the the book is like i said from his perspective and it's clear that he was writing this book uh after everything had happened and he was inspired obviously to write it but none of it happened the way that they bookended it in the film. And that's where I think, like, if they had dropped that, even if they still had all the voiceover from Toby Maguire's character, like, I, I feel like that it would have been a lot stronger. Because, like, anytime a movie pulls that kind of storytelling move, it detracts a little bit I mean like a lot of movies have done that like a lot and it's kind of hard to pull off uh, like I said the most recent example is life of pie which uh, worked for life of Pi up until the end which uh, did not work cinematically yeah um, well I mean
0: to, if, if I'm if you give me a second to sort of halfway play devil's advocate and halfway go into a little bit of what I'll be mentioning more fully in, in a moment I, I kind of feel like uh, the Nick Carraway's character doesn't really have much of an arc at all in the in the story that is presented in the film. So I think by having the bookends and starting with his backstory of like he really wanted to be a writer and then couldn't become like whatever reason yeah. that wasn't working out for him and he switched to trading bonds. Like by making the the events of the film cause him to be motivated like not motivated but inspire him to get back into writing and produce this r- work of the great gatsby in in that context in the film it it felt less like just a cheesy add-on bookend and it felt a little bit more significant simply because during the film like there's lots of moments characters that 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 you know nick interacts with that i could see him having his own little side arc with that character or meeting somebody and, like, getting involved with, with different characters on the route. But nothing really ever happens. He's sort of just the bystander of the story as a whole. So it's, I, I kind of I, – I didn't mind the book ending because it gave him, like, a reason for me. Like, why are you telling me this story, dude? You did nothing to really partake in it other than, like, facilitate the communication between two people. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: And I mean, I'm not – completely against how they set it up here i mean i feel like here it works a lot better than life of pi but i just feel like that's an overused storytelling device i i think i i would have liked it a little more if it was just like him you know in a in a in a hotel room somewhere like you know just hunched over a typewriter writing i I just something about the going back and forth between the current story and then him like writing yeah i I didn't i don't know it kind of broke the flow a little bit and the fact that like the doctor was telling him to write it just i don't know like i to me i i don't know and i could just you know be talking out of my ass but like i thought having maybe nick Carraway, you know just showing him either at the end like you know revealed it like oh yeah like we've had all this voiceover and it's he's been writing you know the events into this book and uh like that would have been fine for me or even even just having him like doing it on his own and not like oh he's actually in this place and someone's you know encouraging him to write it out like i I don't know something about that was a little off to me
0: or have him laying in an empty bathtub with a gun in his mouth (laughs)
1: Uh, but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It just uh, it felt a little off to me. So when every time they they cut back to that, I was kind of like, eh. But I mean, really, the big takeaway from this movie is uh, the the visual spectacle of the film and the the production design. And I mean, this thing looks like a thousand bucks, like or, uh, looks like hundred dollar <laughs> bills, as Jay Z would say.
0: Uh, it's just but, funny, it's funny because like the normally you know the expression would be it looks like a million bucks but you're like a thousand bucks you're like yeah so well, it looks terrible or it looks good
1: you know when I said that I was like that sounds like too uh, just sounds like too little
0: well if you adjust for inflation <laughs>
1: <laughs> a thousand bucks back in the twenties was woo you were high rolling <laughs> um, it does look like a million bucks though uh, I would go I would pay full 3d price just to see the uh not the whole movie i would just watch full 3d price just to see the the uh opening or the first party scene where we get the uh jay gatsby intro with like uh his reveal his reveal was like whoa that's a like that's a that's a lasting shot in my memory type of thing like that was pretty awesome um yeah, like the, I mean this movie puts something like Oz to shame, like in terms of to visuals. Like it just had a very uh like it, it felt cohesive too. It didn't ever feel like fake to me. Like it, yeah. it it felt like a distinct style to like, yeah, we're gonna make it look this way. It almost felt like a, a Thomas Kinkade painting or something. Like it just it just looked really like it was very absorbing. I, and I don't know if uh I mean, I saw it in 3D, and, and the 3D was pretty awesome. But, I mean, I don't – if someone was saying, like, going to see it in 2D, like, I wouldn't advise them, like, oh, no, you should go 3D. Like, I, I don't think it was, like, a Hugo or an Avatar where you're like, yeah, you got to see it in 3D. Like, whoa, man.
0: Yeah. Like, like I, I don't think that it – I can't visually like, – like you're saying, I can't visually say, oh, dude, it was amazing. But at the same time, like, it – felt amazing at the time but i can't like pick out individual things that required it to be that way but it did look spectacular in the moment
1: yeah like i mean 3d wise um i don't know if it added anything because uh, i mean other than the obvious it obviously looked like every shot was designed for 3d like this was clearly a, a a 3d effort um and it's definitely you know worth the price of of the ticket if you're seeing it in 3d but I feel like I still would have gotten the same visual uh, sense of wonder if I had seen it in 2D. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but because and there's also a lot of like you know Baz is doing his like traditional like quick cutting and stuff, especially early on, and like that was a little disorienting. Yeah, it, the it, only it was. <laughs> yeah, the only time where it actually worked was when uh, Toby Maguire was getting drunk with Joel Edgerton in that hotel room. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the camera was all spinning around and, like, okay, I get it, because, like, that in 3D was, like, okay, well, this makes sense because they're all, like, getting inebriated and I feel like I'm drunk watching this.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, at, at the beginning where you, there was, like, that series of, like, we, yeah, exactly as you said, it was disorienting. It I was kind of, like... I hope the whole movie isn't like this, because it was just a series of like the camera wouldn't stand still. It was just like panning, but then cutting to it panning a different direction, and it was yeah.
1: It, it calmed down, uh, you know, later on.
0: Yeah, I think it was just I don't I don't know what the decision was to kind of begin with it like that, but whatever. I got used to it pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the decision was to begin like that. Other than that's just like how he rolls, but. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, but I mean, that was, uh, that didn't detract from it in any, like, major way. Yeah. So, but I mean, other than that, the acting is pretty strong. I thought Joel Edgerton walked away with this movie. Uh, he was pretty awesome. Um, and obviously DiCaprio was great. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, everyone was really strong. I like the, uh, I liked how they, you know, the soundtrack for the most part, I liked how they use a lot of the anachronistic songs. Uh, it wasn't used as effectively as, like, Django. But <laughs> I, I will say, because, like, there were there were parts where, like, they would just have, like, a Jay-Z song for, like, 10 seconds. And I don't know, sometimes it felt out of place, sometimes it worked. Um, so it was kind of a... It was kind of a mixed bag in places, but for the most part, it worked.
0: I, I think I think it worked for me pretty much the entire time, just because it, it even though the song didn't necessarily communicate the period that well, it communicated the atmosphere, like just the 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 how the people that it was portraying their lifestyle was. Um, it, it it just worked for me. Like it seemed like everybody was just having fun. Like it just, it just yeah. communicated party time.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely did. It's just that. Sometimes it would feel a little uneven. Like, most of the time it worked, though. Like, I, I like the kind of old-timey remixes on some of the songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, it, like I said, the most part it worked, but there were a couple times where it was like, uh, all right, whatever. Yeah. Well, to go into my piece about
0: this film, I, I could probably just cut, copy, and paste my review of... Um, like miserable, just into this completely, because this is a this is another film that is another book that I didn't read, and it's a story that really, in the end, I just could care less about every character um in this story like completely, and I kind of feel like. You know, Nick Carraway, like, as I said, he doesn't really do anything in the story, and he's the the only character who's sympathetic in any way whatsoever. He's the only one that's, like, grounded in the reality of, like, a normal human being instead of this, like, I come from money and I live this crazy party extravagant life. And he doesn't really get to do anything. I mean, they even introduce him a character that should be the one that he gets to hook up with and becomes his love interest in the film, but, like, they never... Explore that at all. Like, it, does, it doesn't even factor into the story. It's really just the story of, you know, Gatsby and Daisy and, like, you know, how that whole thing comes about and everything involved in how they know each other. And it's that if the story was simply just this, you know, like, star-crossed lovers' story and how they deal with where their lives are at this moment and where they were back when they first met, kind of like, you know, a normal, like, I'll say even more cliche story. Maybe I could get behind it. But, like, the character's motivations are kind of just, in a way, despicable. Like, Daisy is a horrible woman. <laughs> like, literally, all she cares is, like, I just want to marry whoever has the most money and the most stuff. <coughs> and, that like, that's really the way it comes off. And, like, the the big secret of why Gatsby had to disappear for a while like literally comes down to like just it it's really a terrible reason and the fact that that is what the reason is kind of just make like there there's a there's you know for the first half of the movie like I'm actually sort of behind Gatsby like I'm like oh like you know it obviously I I can't support you wanting to move in and like steal some dude's wife but like there's there's some sort of you know atmosphere there of like this tragic story of you know, like long lost love and blah 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 yeah. blah, and it's like I, I'm, I'm like I'm like okay, like I, I'm sympathetic towards you, Gatsby. You know, I don't think you're doing maybe necessarily the best thing in the world, but I can at least like I can feel your emotion and, and the way you're tied to stuff. But then like when you find out like how long they actually knew each other and the reason for the separation and and why he's been gone for five years, it, it I kind of just I, I I suddenly go well, you know, I I. I don't know why you're so into her. I know why she's so into you. <laughs> but like <laughs> But it just I don't know. It it's I
1: it, it made a lot like to me, this movie or this story, uh, I, I've never read Lame Is either, but um, I, I think this is a much better movie than Lame Is, a much more tolerable film, uh, even though the character's actions aren't like you said, they aren't very sympathetic. I think in the book it comes off a little clearer as to why everyone is doing what they're doing. Um, and plus, it's just—I mean—you're reading the book, and it's different, you know, when you're when you're reading a book versus seeing it on screen. And uh, I feel like, uh, and and definitely the Nick Carraway character in the book, like. Uh, the jordan jordan baker she's supposed to be his love interest but he's so infatuated with gatsby and his whole thing that uh you know he kind of just like doesn't even see the fact that she's all into him what's the thing Um, the the
0: film doesn't communicate that she's into him at all. yeah it doesn't
1: like like i said it doesn't really make that clear in the in the movie like Um, i i I
0: understand the allure for his character like toby mcguire is this guy who comes from nothing he's wanted to do two different things in his life and both things haven't panned out too well for him and then he moves into this really modest thing that happens to be next to like the richest man in, in you know like any distance that he could probably afford to travel on his own and yeah. i can see Like, if if this story was simply him getting sucked into that world and he happens to become friends with Gatsby and Gatsby allows him into this world of this partying and this atmosphere of this life that he would have never been able to get into on his own, and if the story was more literally about his infatuation, then, like, I would be like, oh, I totally totally see how you could be seduced by this lifestyle and want to be part of it and, like, find your way in. Um, But I feel that, like, he's not... Like you know, like, the trailer kind of communicates more of this mystery about this this past or this truth behind Gatsby, and, like, wh- when that mystery and truth comes out, it's not really anything that crazy or exciting or interesting at all, and I don't see, like, I understand, like I said, Toby Maguire being, like, oh, man, dude, I'm really into Leonardo DiCaprio and, like, <laughs> figuring out what's going on there, but outside of that, like, I kind of, lose interest in what's happening to the characters i mean the film is beautiful and it, it is surprisingly entertaining surprisingly entertaining for a story in which i really don't care about the characters um and like i enjoyed watching it it's just in the end i just don't feel anything special from the film
1: yeah um and it's interesting i wonder if other people who haven't read the book but saw the movie feel the same way. Cause I mean, I didn't really, I, 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 can totally understand what you're, what you're saying, but I just, none of that really fazed me because I just expected it to be there. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I was going to say was that it's also interesting to look at this story from the, the viewpoint of like that Nick Carraway is really in love with Gatsby like yeah. I, someone told me a, a theory that some that another person had that the whole book is that, you know, Caraway is really in love with Gatsby and, he, you know, he can't have him. And I don't know, I thought that's an interesting theory.
0: Well, if you, if you take the bookends of the film and the fact that he literally is in, like, where he is telling the story from, which we've already divulged, so I don't know why I'm trying to pretend like I'd be spoiled. <laughs> um, but, like, it, you, I mean, you could read that that is the director's intention is to present it in that way. I mean, especially considering, yeah, you know, the final, the final time that Tobey Maguire picks up a phone. <laughs> I'll just refer to it as that. Um, yeah, yeah. Like in the way he's communicating there, and um, the fact that obviously this whole ordeal messed him up enough that he needs to see somebody to speak about it with. I can definitely read that as being the intention of the filmmaker. Yeah,
1: and I mean, I had, this was obvious. This was someone's theory on the book. So like, it, yeah, yeah. But it was like couple. It was like a month or so um, back. So like when I saw the movie, I, like I had that in mind. During certain scenes, I was like, yeah, like, I can totally see that, like, that would be, like, that, that's a, that's a solid theory, I think you could argue. That's a, that's a thesis statement waiting to happen.
0: But also, like, I mean, the the counterpoint would be, there's this weird, like, semi-incestuous moment when he first sees Daisy.
1: Yeah, there's also, like, a weird Daisy, like, love interest, too.
0: Yeah, and it's like, I mean, I, obviously... I I don't know how much of that was in the book. Um, but it seemed like there was a lot of time dealt to the the opening like his first visual um reveal to Daisy, who obviously he's met before because they're cousins. Um the way he just like fixates on her and like right. the, the playful nature of what she's doing behind the couch and he can't see and just the way that plays um yeah, just
1: that's definitely evident in the book. Like, I mean, that that's another argument you could make is that he really is secretly in love with uh, Daisy and he's jealous of Gatsby because he's taking her away and he's the one who's like all wooing her and she's all into him. And um, yeah, that's definitely another argument to be made or another way to look at it. Um, yeah, for sure. But the other thing I was going to say was, th- the style in this in the *Great Gatsby* I think is just a lot more interesting and, like I said, tolerable than the style of uh, *Lame Is, the the recent *Lame Is because I, I mean, they're they're essentially doing the same thing. They're taking old source material and reinvigorating it, uh, you know, through a new lens or there, there are, you know, the the these directors styles uh, but I, I, I feel like the style in Les Mis was you know abrasive in a bad way and um, this was a lot more uh, appealing yeah to me I mean I just I, I was unappealed by Les Mis and like that approach to that source material. This, I thought it was, like, yeah, like, this is definitely what I would expect from, from Baz, like, especially a guy who, I mean, he completely, I mean, with Romeo and Juliet, like, that was, like, a a huge, like, just an injection to the cranium of, like, whoa, like, this is, (laughs) this is something completely different, like, I remember, I remember in class, like, back in middle school, we watched, uh, Ba- Baz's Romeo and Juliet, and then like the Romeo and Juliet, uh Zeffirelli's version from like the the sixties or the the seventies, maybe. Yeah. I just remember like, and we watched them simultaneously to like compare. I just remember going like, can we just please go back to the <laughs> to the DiCaprio version, please? Like, so much more entertaining. Uh, yeah. So not to say that the uh, the older one is bad. It's just it was, like this is like. I mean, if you're going to approach something that's been done before, like, that's how you're going to do it. Like, you can't just do the same thing again. So, I was glad that, you know, I was glad when they announced The Great Gatsby that he was doing it because I was like, yeah, like, he's a guy that's going to make it different. He's not going to just do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> the, the one big negative I will say, though, about Great Gatsby is. Uh, you know, Jay Gatsby made all of those uh, suits, and like, what is he gonna do when the F. Scott Fitzgerald team-up movie comes around? He's gonna have too much power, dude. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna have way too much power. He's got like, he's got like ninety suits. Hey, as long
0: as his suits don't start acting on their own, it'll be okay. <laughs> he he hits a button and that little circular pool drains, and then all the suits come <laughs> flying out. <laughs>
1: Uh, they'll have to like revive him in carbonite or something. He's like, oh, I should have my suit on when uh, the Ant brother came around.
0: <laughs> I I will say too, um, uh, there are, there are a couple, I don't, there there are a couple of shots in in the trailer that like completely took me out of the film when those shots came. Came about just because of like the context for the moments in which those things are happening Um, one which isn't really a spoiler uh, involves the scene where he comes in out of the rain and in in the setup for that scene he he, you know he walked in with an umbrella and I'm like how does he get wet like I was trying to figure out why he was going to be soaked in rain if he had walked into the house with an umbrella. Um, so like that whole scene as it's happening, I'm like, when is he gonna go outside? Um, and it was bothering me. But then obviously there's a shot towards the end of the film, um, which, like, when people leave a place, I know exactly what's gonna happen because they decided to show that in the trailer, and uh, that kind of, not yeah. ruin that moment. But and there's the thing too about that moment is that moment kind of has no significance because none of the people involved know the significance of that moment, like there there was really only one person who knows why that moment happens and he ain't going to tell anybody <laughs> so it's like yeah it, yeah it kind of bugs me that like that there's there's no like nothing comes out of that situation um like there there's two big things about that scene one is daisy's involvement in it and then one is um the other person's involvement in it and like none of those people know the other's involvement in it or
1: no, I mean it's just purely coincidental.
0: Yeah, but like it, th- there is significance to that event only oh, yeah, in sure. the context of the character's understanding the significance. So it's kind of like if you know it, it's like it, it, in, in a movie where um or like you know you know the show How I Met Your Mother how like one one of the running jokes is that um you know Ted Mosby has encountered who will eventually be the children's mother. Um, several times over the course of all the seasons. Like, that, like they always end episodes with, like, and little did I know your mother was there, but that's a different story. And then, like, you know, like that's kind of like a running joke where it's mm. really only for the audience to know that there is that connection. Um, the characters will never know, kind of. Um, I feel like the significance around that scene towards the end of the film is, like, is purely for the audience. And that, like, I can't imagine that working well in the book because... It's not. I don't know. it just something. Something about that bothered me because, it like, I expected more to come out of that situation, and like, really, just the situation happening is supposed to be as impactful as it will be, and the characters never really kind of discuss it after the fact.
1: No, because I don't think they would want. I don't. You know, I feel like in the book, it's, it's, uh, it makes a little more sense. I, I, I mean. Our main character, or our, you know, our narrator. I mean, he knows the significance of those events, cause he he knows both, like why those are important or whatever. He he does, but he doesn't
0: like he doesn't tell anybody. I mean, he could tell the other gossip girl that he doesn't actually hook up with, like you know, like she, she <laughs> loves hearing about gossip. Like, why would he not at least like you know? But I don't
1: think I don't think he would let her know about that. Why not? You don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go around blabbing about a hit and run. <laughs> Yo, my my bro was in a hit and run. It's like, what, dude? Like, he needs to be in jail.
0: <laughs> all right. Anyways, um, yeah. Is there anything else that uh, you'd like to talk about the film?
1: Um, no, no, not really. I think we covered it all.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty tapped out. I mean, I I just, it's, I, I think that if I had read the story and I, I mean, if I had liked the story, um, then seeing this visual, like, cause this film is a visual treat, like seeing the presentation of it would have allowed me to hop past, um, the problems that I have with the characters now, but because this was my first introduction with them, I think I was at maybe a disadvantage, I'll say, um, uh just because like i'm I'm trying to care about these characters that I'm meeting for the first time, and the film, whether it be the film or the story itself, either way, like it didn't do a good enough job of making me be able to root for anyone, so I kind of just don't care like like Daisy should not be my least likable person in the film, but she kind of is, yeah, so I don't know. But anyways, uh, obviously you like this film uh, more than me, so let's just get into our recommendations. Carson, if you were going to give this a must-see, a wait-for-rental, wait, must-see, recommend the caveat, wait-for-rental, pass the caveat, or must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: Um, I'm going to give it a recommend. I think that uh, it's worth seeing in the theaters, especially if you've read the book, uh, or if you're a fan of... Uh, the films of Baz Luhrmann, then uh, yeah, you should go see it. The caveat is obviously there; it feels a tad underwhelming at times. Uh, it's not like the be all and all of uh, you know F. Scott Fitzgerald movies adaptations or something. Um, but I, I think it's I think it's strong enough to, for a recommend. In in the places where it's weak, it gets by on it. The acting and the style alone so um to me it's uh it's a recommend
0: yeah I, i think without even having read the book myself i would say if you've read the book that it's definitely a recommend because i think visually this is probably the best way you're going to get this material presented to you just because it really is just so interesting so kinetic so just it's like flashy and it's you know, Dealing with a time where like life was flashy for the people that were participating in this stuff. And I think like, just purely for that point, if you want to see the visual representation of a story you've only previously seen in your head, this is probably like going to be a great experience for you. Um, if you haven't read it at all and you were just kind of um, dazzled by the trailers like I was, uh, then I'm probably going to knock this down to a wait for rental um, just because... I don't think in the end it's really all that rewarding. Um, but like I said, the visual sense of this film is pretty awesome. And for that, I kind of love this film. Uh, but characters not so keen on and uh, the story doesn't really um, do anything that special for me. So, And cool. Yeah, that is going to do it for our review of The Great Gatsby. Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
1: Uh, you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com. Uh,
0: people can follow me over at uh, twitter.com slash Christopher IRL. You can follow the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show, including uh, you know our trailer talk segment or what we've been watching segment that will be coming up after this in the feed. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter to figure out when the episodes go live at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at com, or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to The Great Gatsby, so hopefully you are enjoying that right now. And, uh, yeah.
1: $100 bills!
0: Uh, you know what I could use from this movie, man? A big chunk of ice to just bust off pieces of. <laughs> and...
1: Yeah, you didn't need that right now. You sit on a chunk of ice.
0: <laughs> Dude, that would feel mighty nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, uh, thank you for joining me, Carson.
1: Yep, thank you for having me again.
0: And we're going to say goodbye to all these nice folks and then go uh, get ready for our trailer talk segment. So, later, everybody.